coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida. Welcome to the Paper Stack Podcast, where we cover current topics in the note industry, give you tactics for your note business, and talk with industry leaders to make you a better note investor. And now, your hosts, Brett Berkey and Rick Allen. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Paper Stack Snackables. Today, we have something that has been requested by somebody who's been watching the videos. Really? Yeah, yeah, this is actually a request. Okay. People do actually leave comments and actually ask questions. Can you cover these things? So they are interested in non-performing notes. They wanted to know more about the process. I think in a pr previous video, we, we were talking about systems for, I think when we said that when you're taking something to REO, what's your REO systems? You covered pretty well. But they were wanting to know, hey, what, what might I run into if I'm purchasing a non-performing note? What you were going to do is their first time around, which I was like, maybe start with the performing, but they wanted to know, hey, what are the benefit or the risks? Where are my gotchas on a non-performing note? And so I decided I asked no, none other than the guy that <laughs> does all these with me. The only person that sits next to me when we shoot these, Rick Allen, who's actually part, actually started a non-performing note. So he had his first note was a non-performer. Was non-performing, yes, and that's where most of its time is spent. Now, do you even purchase a lot of performers? Yeah, we've purchased a lot of performing notes and re-performing notes, but mostly but that's what, your game is taking it from non-performing. Uh, correct. Yeah, we we did take it from non-performing, but that was afterwards. We started with just buying non-performing because we wanted to get the house back. Right. So, um, what are the risks? Wow. There's a lot of them, but they can all be mitigated is the thing. It's yes, there's risks involved, but it's, you can mitigate all the risks with how cheaply you buy the asset. True. Let's just start, start with taxes. It, it would, that is gotta be one of the first things you look at when you're buying a non-performing loan is if they're not paying the mortgage, they're probably not paying the property taxes. Now the servicer or the current owner might be paying the property taxes, which would be an ideal situation. And if they paid enough years of the property taxes, when you're buying the principal balance and the past due stuff, there's going to be escrow advances that you're acquiring. So you can get reimbursed for stuff that you haven't paid for. But if there is a tax bill out there that you haven't, that, that hasn't been paid, that can clean out your profits. That can straight up, you could be buying a $100,000 property and there's three, couple years of past due taxes totaling 17 grand and there's 17% of your, mm -hmm. of your potential profit could be just destroyed. That's right. We actually had Chad Herbshot on recently for his win, lose and learn. And that was his, remember that was his first one. He said he lost it to, he didn't know about that. It was, he was just starting out and he, he lost it in taxes. And that's. <laughs> everything, the whole, everything. What will happen is if you're buying something and, and you miss a tax thing, you're usually it's, you're looking down, okay, how am I going to, am I going to make profit here? Am I going to have to go long? And that could happen. You can, you can go long on properties, but the taxes are one of them. You just got to make sure you look that the taxes have been paid and there's no tax, outstanding tax liens that, that are accruing interest because those will kill you. So the, the way to mitigate that is that you work that into your, your bid. You work the price of the tax. You, you first of all, find out if there's past due taxes. And how do you do that? I would first submit my bid, assuming there's not past due taxes, right. or unless the, the seller will tell you, hey, there's 17,000 in past due taxes, work that into your bid. But once you get your bid accepted, then you're going to do the deeper dive with the county and the city and call and asking about the taxes and saying, look, are there any tax liens outstanding or past due taxes that, that that need to be paid on this. 
Couldn't you see that from an ONE report? Sometimes, but it's also, I have people call. Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah. I have people call because what what's going to happen if, and this has happened, if somebody who, who provided you with an ONE report, you paid for it, they missed, what if they missed tax liens? What are they going to, what's going to happen? They'll refund you or no any report? Yeah, that's right. They're going <laughs> to refund you the $85 you spent. And they'll be like, sorry, we missed it. But if it's $17,000, yeah. that's not doing much to make you whole, is it? And they've had a hole. So I have somebody call, call the city and call the county. What about tax deeds, too? If someone's paying for that. If it's a tax deed, most of the time it's gone. No, so, but isn't sometimes you'll, the, somebody could have bought the tax lien and it could be paying for it and they're just waiting for so when they buy a tax lien most of the time what they're doing is they have to wait a certain number of years or months usually it's 24 months two years and then they can apply for a tax deed once they get the tax deed if they actually get and acquire the tax deed in most states you're wiped out there's not a redemption period in alabama there's like a ridiculous redemption period but you could lose your position and then you've got a loan that's not secured by property and the only thing you can do is go after the borrower who wasn't paying. Jeez. So that's a mess. Yeah. Right. Taxes. Taxes are a big one. The next thing is like wrecked property is a risk. Are you new to the mortgage note industry? Have you been wanting to learn the step-by-step -step process to purchase your first mortgage note? Well, you're in luck. We've convinced our CEO, Rick Allen, to break down everything he knows about mortgage note investing. Through a series of 50 videos, you'll get everything from start to finish of where to purchase notes, how to purchase notes, and all of Rick's investing techniques he has developed over the many years. From performing note tactics to non-performing notes, Rick gives you everything he knows about investing. Bonuses include our glossary of industry terms, Rick's own proprietary calculators he created to evaluate notes, discounts from our partners, our Rolodex of vendors, a private Facebook group, along with a lot more. We've packed so much content into the Academy to take you from beginner to expert in no time. To learn more about the Academy, go to academy.paperstack.com slash welcome. Again, that is academy.paperstack.com slash welcome. Blight. Blight, yes. Yes, we go taxes, title, and blight. Those are the three things. <laughs> We've talked about that in the past, but you want to look at not only um, could the property be damaged right now if it's non-performing, if for some reason maybe you're buying a non-performer and there's somebody living in there and they move out and now you've got a vacant house, what's going to happen? I don't know, copper goes bye-bye, so no. Yeah, we've had houses stripped of copper. We've had air conditioners stolen. Somebody stole the damn door off of a house before. It's <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just... People, will, they'll take whatever is not bolted to the floor. And even if it's bolted to the floor, they still might take it. They take stuff out of the walls. I know there's one time, I won't deviate too far. This won't be a, a full tangent. But I know that you guys did some kind of strategy where you, you did something over the windows that wasn't wooden because you didn't want to make it look like it was boarded up. But it, there are certain kinds of window coverings. There's, a, there's like a plexiglass window covering, which is a great point, Brett, that you can put on there. And I forgot the name of it, but it will, it looks like a window. And it basically looks just like a window, but you can throw rocks at it. It's not breaking. And the reason for that is because if it's a boarded, if the windows are boarded up, it's just like a red flag on the front door saying, hey, this house is vacant. Break in and see what you can find. Yeah. Here in Florida, we've got a lot of sliding glass doors. All right. right. We've had those 
we've had bricks through those doors a lot and those things are not cheap. Yeah. Uh, 1500 bucks to get one replaced. So it's just not only do you have to look at buying a non-performer, the risk of it being run dilapidated from normal lack of maintenance, that's going to happen. But you got to look at if it sits vacant, right? What's going to happen? It's a it could be 13, 14 year old boys are just using it as a clubhouse. And they're like, what do they do? And that happened to us right here in Groveland, Florida. I remember that story. They just, they wrecked the place. They went in and they were doing, they weren't like trying to cost anybody money. They were just doing what 13 year old boys were bored doing in a small town. They found a house that was vacant in the middle of the foreclosure crisis. And they went in there and they caused a lot of damage. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, we had insurance on it and one of the parents uh, gave us money, but the rest of them didn't give us money. And they, that sucks, man. That sucks. So, yeah. So, those things can happen. So, you title, taxes, making sure that everything's good there, mm-hmm. making sure that the house doesn't get destroyed. Right. And then, lastly, or third, I guess, would be the fact of this new buy it from somebody who owns it. Huh? Are they on the title? Who? Oh. The person you bought it for, well, I guess that's not an performing issue. No, no, that's a different no. issue. So some of the other stuff, some, where are some of the other risks that come with it? If you're, it really comes down to what's your exit strategy. If the risk of your, your exit strategy is, look, I'm going to get in there. It's still occupied by the owner. I'm going to get him performing, turn it around. I'm going to collect some packs and some past due money from them. And maybe you pay a little bit more for it. And then they're like, no, I don't want to. Hey, I don't want to keep this house. I'm going to go ahead and me. Yeah. Or another thing is the inside of the outside of the house can look good, but the inside of the house can look terrible. Right. There's no way to know that. And there's no way to know that. Or if you're up North, there's basements and guess what? If you have a basement, guess what it does? Collects things. And it le- yeah. Water. It oh, leaks. That too. Basements leak, and then they can lead to foundation issues. So Ooh, yeah, there's tons of little issues you you know you can't really see on the exterior, but like foundation issues are huge. We've run into a couple of those, and those things will they'll kill you. They will just destroy your profit. But they're fixable though, right? Or no? Everything is fixable, but at what price? At some point, you got to say, look, if I bought, if I paid. 25 grand or I paid $19,000 for a house that's worth 60,000. You're like, I bought the assets for 19 and it's worth 60. I'm at what? 33%. That's a great deal, right? That's a good deal. And then I get the property back and it's, I got $35,000 worth of renovations that weren't supposed to be there. Right? Yeah. All of a sudden you're like, now I'm at 55,000. If, if everything goes off without a hitch, there were no taxes no carrying costs, no anything else along the way, no bankruptcy proceedings had to file. And so you just got to understand that, oh man, that means like rehabs on small houses can kill you. Yeah, they can just, they can derail you. It can, because you, like if I got a $300,000 house, I got to put 50 grand into it. It's a lot different than a $60,000 house when I got to put 25 or 30 grand into it. It's like, that's true. It just, it makes a different, it's a different story. So you just got to be careful on what you're buying. And um, if you can get pictures of the inside, more power to you. And interior BPOs are perfect. If it's not, if it's vacant, you want to do an interior BPO. Have that done. I need to see the inside of it. Interesting. And sometimes you have to do clean outs and all that stuff, mm-hmm. right? Yep. 
some of the other stuff with non-performers. She went over the tag. HOA liens. That's right. HOA liens is one of them. That's a big one. And yeah, one of those. not even just HOA liens, but HOA rules and regulations. Because sometimes what will happen is there are certain rules that come with an HOA that if you end up taking title to it, you got to pay a like transfer fees or just all kind of different fees that you can get hit with. How would you um, know that though? You had to do that in your due diligence. Yeah, look at that. They look at the, the HOA docs. God, that's going to be boring. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is boring. Oh, God. I just go to our own web or what neighborhood's HOA and just like mm -hmm. start yawning. And there's some, there's some safety precautions in there for foreclosure stuff. So it's not always bad, but we've had some where there's like underlying foreclosure or HOA liens. Remember, there's one on the platform where it's it was a really good deal on the, on a condo in South Florida, but there was like a $45,000 HOA lien. HOA lien that was like, you weren't shimmying out of that thing. It was like, you were staring down the barrel of. The thing is the buyer, the end buyer, finally, they knew that and they were lawyers. They were a group of lawyers and they, well, I don't, they must've known something we didn't cause they, they got it. They knew how to do something. Yeah. And of course that's, and that's always it, right? At the end of the day, hand your, hand your due diligence to an attorney. It'll cost you more up front, but it'll save you more on the back end. So that's interesting. Okay. So, that, I mean, that, they covered a good basis of what some watch. of the risks out there. Yes. There's a lot, right? I mean, that's uh, shifting real estate market, right? That doesn't happen. Oh, my God. That just, that just, or non performing, if, change, if, right? if a non performing, if you buy, if you buy at one price and the real estate market shifts down, I understand what you're saying. Then now you're after your sales price. You're like, oof, I can't sell for what I thought I could sell it for. Inaccurate BPOs, not knowing the true value of a property, um, not knowing the true value of a rehab. COVID, like right now, COVID supply chain issues or COVID getting people to actually get out and work. We got, we have a couple assets that were, we took back and we've got some, we've got, if they're hungry and they're willing to work, They'll travel. Like we've got some guys who are driving two and three hours and we've got a boots on the ground team. They're like, look, you pay for a hotel. We'll drive and we'll post up and we'll do what you need us to two or three hours away. We have to do that because we can't find anybody in this town who wants to work. That's crazy. And if they do want to work, they're like, I'm six weeks out because people are just not working. And it's just, man, not having boots on the ground is another risk. You want to have a team in place. If you're going to start if you plan on buying a bunch in Toledo, Ohio, and it's your first one, just accept that it might not go as planned until you get your boots on the ground team acquired. But you're doing that over the long haul for your second and third and fourth and fifth and tenth purchase in that area mm. that you've already got your boots on the ground lined up. Yeah, that makes sense. But if you're buying one in Toledo and then one in Minneapolis and then one in Duluth and then one in Buffalo, <laughs> It's tough to establish any sort of machine. And that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to establish a machine that can turn and burn. So you're trying to create your farm, basically, how they would call it in real estate. Yeah, real, so like a real farm, estate. but you're trying to create it so where it's, look, when you're investing in real estate, it's super easy. If you're like buying, if you buy in the same five neighborhoods that all have the same houses built within the same three years, they all have basically the same floor plans. But then it's, okay, if we get into this one, it's going to be option one, two, or three. Okay, don't forget on, on this one, they put that funny L bracket over there in the walls on these and they, they know where it is and cut it out. You're just, you're building a, a repetitive machine versus if you're, 
buying all over the place, it gets a little more difficult, not only knowing the physical asset of the house, but knowing the rules and regulations of each county, knowing the boots on the ground, having a team assembled, all that stuff becomes more difficult. So, so it'd probably be best to start if you're going to do non-performing someplace nearby where you live currently, you can do it. Sure. That way you can at least go. That, that's not going to hurt you. It's not going to hurt you. You could that's actually drive by. You. Yeah. You could actually drive by, maybe see the, take a drone, see how the roof looks. We did that when we started buying, we bought non-performing locally where mm-hmm. we were because I did all my own bar outreach. I drove to their house. That's crazy. I know. It was nuts, but <laughs> right or wrong. You can't do that. I can't do that. <sighs> I don't know. I'm not an attorney, so I don't want to provide any legal advice. <laughs> All right. Well, that's hopefully, I can't remember who exactly requested it at this moment, but if you see this one, that it's hopefully we covered some of your questions and things that you wanted to hear. Have you yourself have your own want for us to ask of Rick? Want for us to ask. Hey, if you have any questions you want us to answer, just let us know. We'll be happy to knock them out for you. That's what I was going to say. All right. Thanks for joining us on the Paper Stack Snackable Series. We'll catch you on the next one. Later.